you have to admit, when I read a news headline out or read a news headline and then throw in my commentary, you have to admit it's a little bit more entertaining than watching any of the networks, Fox, ABC, NBC, whatever. And then they're, they're all serious. They're reading off the teleprompter. They're on to their next story. My name is Alex B. You're listening to the 10 Again podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm going to start off with, I'm, I'm not going to, to get into a debate about the whole statues and monuments thing about do we take them down? Are we erasing history, et cetera, et cetera? Because I think it's, in some senses, it's a losing battle because I, I, I'm not going to comment on that. I'm not, I'm not going to get in that debate. The only thing that I'm a little bit ticked off about, I guess, is that if you, how are people allowed to go on government property or city owned property or whatever, grab a tow truck and a rope and a bunch of people and start destroying monuments? Okay. If the city's taking them down, that's one thing, okay? But I, I, I just don't... How is there now lawlessness when it comes to going on public property like that and just tearing apart monuments? I, I don't understand it. If, if people want them taken down, I'm sure that's going to be a, a bigger debate than I'll ever get into. But the fact that you could just show up with a tow truck and, and a bunch of your friends and say, hey, man, I don't like that statue. It's coming down. What about if you're pulling this statue down? God forbid. It's a monument of, so, of some sort. And the and and the concrete or whatever breaks in half and somebody gets killed. Is that person going to try to sue the state or the city because there was no security? I see. You see where I'm getting at. You see the point I'm trying to make is that why can't we leave that to the public officials to vote on it, make the right decisions or, or wrong decisions, whatever. However you want to view it. I just don't think people should be allowed to walk on government property, city-owned property, or whatever, and start tearing shit up. You know, I think if there's a voter referendum or just like, okay, like, let's take, take, for example, here in Indianapolis, okay? Whether you think it's right, wrong, or indifferent. Hawkset made the directive to get the statue taken down. I forgot where it was already because that's, that's how, like, much I'm trying to process everything. And guess what? They took it down peacefully. Whether you think it's right or wrong, even though, you know, at the time they were taking it down, downtown was still in shambles. I just don't think you should be allowed. How is their laws going to be enforced? Is it okay? Because we're in a really kind of weird situation. You know, I don't like the fact that my bank delied, denied my loan, you know, a personal loan to, to get me through the uh, the furlough stuff. I'm not going to walk into the bank and say, well, since you got the safe open, I'm going to go ahead and just take five grand out of it. No. So I'm sorry for getting all kind of worked up. I just I just don't understand how people and you're seeing these stories well you know demonstrate so you so if you don't like something now as long as you have a group of people that outnumber the cops you could just walk on property and start tearing stuff up no no i i don't get it i don't get it that's all i got to say that's all i've got to say i don't i just don't understand how that works oh by the way uh yesterday was father's day so happy father's day uh to all you people celebrating father's day Uh, i got to see my dad yesterday and i got some funny stories to tell you about that um, Saturday was the first day of summer. It was hot as balls outside all weekend. So I guess that we kind of know where we're at there. And according to the Mayan calendar, something was supposed to be the end of the world. And um, unless we're all ghost and evaporated, then you're listening to me live in person and we, we surpassed the end of the world. So that didn't happen. But do you wonder sometimes if 2020 wasn't like a test? You know what I mean? The forces are going, okay, wait a minute. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and throw a virus at them. Um, we're going to go ahead and, you know, have some major civil unrest, um, and, uh, you know, all sporting events will be just to see how we handle it. You know what I mean? (laughs) You think maybe it's like kind of a test, like a pop quiz. 
and say, here, here's a test, man. How are they going to survive these, these, these bad things happening? What the hell it seems like. But yeah, no end of the world. We're all still here. Um, it doesn't make sense. And I was reading news headlines as I try to do every morning. And Canada has banned operations in its water through October. I don't know what the hell this has to do with COVID or anything else. Banned operations in its waters. So I, what does that mean exactly? Like people that are recreational boating? Or is that, I, yeah. Because now the, they're saying the U.S. cruises are suspended till at least September 15th. Since I'm not going to get on no cruise anytime soon. I don't think we're going to be out of the woods September 15th. However, that's two days after my birthday. That'd be kind of a nice present, but I don't know. Yeah. Canada has banning operations in its waters through October. U.S. cruises have suspended operations till at least September 15th. And really, if you've been out of work this long and you had that kind of loot to book a cruise, hey, man, I want to hang out with you because uh, I don't know, you know, who can who can bank that kind of money out? I don't know. I could be wrong. They're saying now that the COVID spikes um, have have among has spiked amongst young people living in the South Florida, South Carolina, Georgia, and Texas are reporting the trend. Uh, and these were the first states that, that reopened, by the way. Health officials are saying the spike in numbers is because of widespread testings and other from people failing to social distance. And I know there's been so many debates on the mask. Do you wear the mask? Do you? Do? I wear the mask. Okay. I want to have my little contribution to say I tried. And yes, I use this hand sanitizer stuff. But as I've said in podcasts previous, I personally have lost two people to COVID. So I have a little bit of a different view. It's affected me different. Whether you think it's conspiracy, not conspiracy, the numbers are inflated. Um, Yeah, two people that I know personally. So I, I have a different view um, when it comes to COVID and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I just I just do. Even hanging out with my dad yesterday. I mean, I still want to stay stay clear, man. I don't want to get nobody sick. You know, you don't want to get nobody sick. You want to, you want to just have that clear conscience. Because um, the CDC is now saying um, that they should people should wear their mask when they leave home or wear their mask if you cannot properly social distance. So the Center of Disease Control, also known as the CDC, um, they're going to have a new um, a new recommendation, I guess, for wearing a mask. I just do it just for the hell of it. I know people look at me like I'm crazy. I don't care. I just want to have a clear conscience knowing I did whatever small part I could, whether it's helping, not helping. I don't know. I wear a mask. I just know that if I was pissed off at a statue or whatever, I would not sit there with a group of my friends and just roll up on city owned property, government owned property and start tearing stuff up. I, I, that much I know. And I'm from Gary. So I, I'm used to like doing bad stuff. <laughs> I don't think I'd do that. I mean, even D even DL, DL Hewley, the comedian, had caught COVID. He was doing like this, this stand-up, and I saw the video. He was doing stand-up in Nashville, Tennessee, and just was starting to fade and passed out on stage. So he has tested positive for COVID. So it's it's a thing. It's still a thing. I don't think we're out of the woods. I think people are taking, again, the fact that, you know, because some casinos are open, retail stuff's open, the malls are open, that we're out of the woods. This, 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 the switch has not been flipped that we're all clear, folks. Okay. Whether the numbers are inflated or not, as long as there's still numbers, regardless if they're accurate or not, as long as there's still numbers that are showing up confirmed, as long as there's still numbers that are showing up death, whatever, it's still a thing. It's still a thing. That's all I'm trying to say. Wear the mask. I don't care. Just wear the mask. I just do it just to be safe. I mean, just cause. I don't know. 
Um, there's a Prince guitar. Now, I don't have that. Kind of, everybody knows I'm a big Prince, huge Prince fan. But the Blue Angel Cloud guitar with a road case sold for a half a million dollars over the weekend. Um, and I always wonder when I see these different auction items come up or whatever, like how are you going to verify where it came from? Because there's nobody in Prince's camp currently that can verify or even know if the stuff got jacked because the, the, the estate is made up of his sister and half siblings. They don't know nothing really. What was going on at Paisley Park? What was going on at Prince? So when I see these items and stuff come up, it's like you almost want to trace the ownership. Is this somebody related to Prince? Is this somebody that like jacked some stuff out of Paisley Park? Because um, I talked about this on episodes previous. There was quite a gap from the time uh, people were inside Paisley Park till the time the police were called and before the stuff was inventoried by the banks. So you don't know. You know, you could be walking around and go, oh, man, look, man, there's some... There's some Prince signature guitar picks. Nobody's going to notice these missing. Swipe. You know? Oh, look, here's a guitar pedal that has the love symbol on it. Nobody's going to notice this is missing. Swipe. So I always get a little bit leery when I see these auction items up. It's one thing if they came from the estates, you know, and, and it shows, hey, you know, the Elvis, same thing, Graceland. You know, Graceland Enterprises announces this, this, and that. But when I don't see the trail of where the stuff comes from, man, it just, it bums me. It bums me. I just, I'm like, how? How does that... How does that go on? You can't really stop it because how do you know? I mean, you're going to spend more time tracing uh, if, if, if it got obtained illegally or what's going on. I mean, you're not, you're not going to know. You know, you're not going to know if somebody broke the law. You know, you won't know none of that. You won't because there's no way to, there's no way to know who's going to say anything. Nobody's going to really say anything, right? You break the law. I mean, come on, man. That's not cool. Last time I checked, I don't know. How many people remember this song? Okay, this is by a guy named, a guy named Hurricane Chris who just got charged or just got arrested for killing somebody, uh, shooting somebody in a parking lot at a gas station um, over the weekend, I guess. He had that one song. He had the, and he, um, yeah, he got arrested. Um, he was saying it was self-defense over his vehicle. Cops looked at the surveillance tape and said, no, that wasn't the case. And further, the car he was saying that he was def- that he was beefing with the other guy with would end up being stolen. So now he's being charged with, you know, possession of stolen property and being charged with murder. Hurricane Chris, Hey Baby. And I'm no match genius. He had two songs out. He had Hey Baby and another song called Halle Berry. And I can't sing. I doubt you made enough money on those two records to have any kind of bail money or have any kind of legal legal defense or have any chance of getting signed to to crank out further hits to to get you out of the trouble. So I think he might be sitting in there for a while. I could be wrong. I mean, he had two records. That was it, man. Two records, two hits, you know, two hit records. And that was it. And I don't know. I think he's going to be in there for a minute, guys. I could be wrong. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not, but I don't know. He hasn't had as many hits as Dave Matthews, and I know a lot of people were bummed because Dave Matthews is supposed to be a Ruoff over the weekend. Obviously, it's not happening until next year. You can check Ticketmaster to find out about the reschedule, refund, and all that stuff. Because um, he does, you normally plays like two dates. So, yeah, I know a lot of people were bummed because they missed Dave Matthews this past weekend. And I can't say that I've ever been to a Dave Matthews concert, but I know it's, it's you know... There's a lot of people there. A lot of people love it. I dig his music. I just don't know if I'd sit out in the hot sun. So we're going to talk about Father's Day. I'm going to tell some dad stories about my pops. 
that you will find a little bit amusing. And then um, we'll play a song that nobody heard live uh, over the weekend because he didn't show. And then we'll talk about dads and stuff next.
Oh, yeah. Thank you for listening to the Sin Again podcast. I'm not done yet. we we'll talk about Father's Day and my salute to my dad. Um, my dad was born in Yugoslavia. Um, if anybody knows that, look it up. I don't know what they call it now. I don't think it's called Yugoslavia anymore. Uh, my mom was born in West Germany. So when people say, oh, I got a little bit of German in me. I got a little bit of uh, uh, Croatian in me. No, I do because like my actual parents were not born here. Uh, when my dad came over, every, that's when I see these stories about like immigration and stuff. I kind of, I get mixed feelings because I know when my dad came over here, what he did, you know, they came over there um, through, a, through a church mission, him and his uh, brothers and sister and his parents and my grandparents. And um, they caught a boat over here from Austria. They used to call these places called DP camps or displaced persons camps. So it's not like, you know, the, the Holocaust stuff, but just places that's where they put people in war and stuff was going on. And they ended up making uh, making their home in Gary, Indiana. Um, he obviously learned how to speak English. He went to school, um, landed up uh, going to Lou Wallace High School, joined the military, et cetera, et cetera. And had a work ethic that is crazy. Still has a work ethic that is just crazy. But he gave me this piece of advice a long time ago, and I don't remember how old I was. And this is true stuff, and it's resonated with me. It's resonated with me all these years, and I'm 51. He said, and this comes from his upbringing and his work ethic and his stuff, that says, if you've ever been hungry ever in your life, you're never going to waste food. If you've ever been broke in your life, you're never going to irresponsibly spend money, or you know, you'll always have money saved up. You hang out with bad people, you're going to do bad stuff. And he's, you know, he's right on, he was right on a lot of that stuff. You know, he wasn't really, he's, he, he wasn't, he's not the guy that, you know, goes out there and plays baseball and stuff. He, he worked on televisions and electronics and stuff. So I would sit there and just watch him, watch what he does, because that interests me, you know, him taking apart televisions and, you know, he worked two jobs, much like me. Like he worked in a steel mill and, and he fixed t- televisions, he had a TV repair shop. And I'd sit there and watch. And what he would do is when he would, a lot of times he would take stuff and trade for fixing people's TVs. Like, hey, can you fix my TV? And I'll give you the stereo or whatever. So a lot of times if he didn't want to mess with it, he put it in this pile and I could mess with it, take a screwdriver apart, you know, just figure out how it works. And um, uh, that's how I learned a lot of stuff that I learned now. That's how I learned just because just learning. I'm a watching and learning kind of guy. I don't read manuals. I just, if I see it done once or maybe twice, maybe some cases, a couple times, I figure it out. So he had this TV shop, and I, I remember one of the first things I took apart or whatever, he goes, there was a clock radio. It's back when those little tiny, like, dials flipped, you know, almost like a, like a flip chart, and this thing wasn't flipping. He goes, why don't you take it apart and see what's going on with it? And I said, okay. So I take a screwdriver start taking it apart, and he's trying to interrupt me. He goes, Alex, he goes, son, or you call me son. Son, wait a second. I go, dad, no, I got it, I got it. He goes, son, I'm, I go, dad, I got it. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to, you know, make him proud. So I take the cover off of it, okay? And... I'm like, I'm going to figure out how this works. So I take the cover off it, and he tries to stop me like a third time. And I turn around, and I said, Dad, and I had a screwdriver in my hand, and the screwdriver slips, electrocutes me because the alarm clock was still plugged into the wall. I landed up blowing a circuit breaker. Everything went dark. He goes, son, do you know what I was trying to? Yes, Dad. Don't take the cover off when the unit is plugged in. And it was a laugh. I still laugh about this because, I mean, I just got like a little shock when it popped the breaker. It was just funny because he's like, son, and I'm trying to like be a badass. Oh, no, dad, I can figure this out. Yeah, well, he got the last laugh. And he laughed, dude, no, that's not what you're doing. Another story I have about my dad is I was going to get my tooth pulled. And I don't remember how old I was. And I may have even told the story before. Um, but it's when I tell people they cringe. Um, 
I went to go get my tooth pulled. I couldn't handle the fact that they had the mask, uh, you know, the mask over my face or whatever. So I panicked and flipped out and went home. He got pissed because the dentist is saying, look, we're not going to work on this kid. He's hyper. He's kicking. He's acting like a complete moron. So we're not going to, we're not going to do anything with him. He, we're going to have to do this another time. So he was mad, disappointed. You know, you never want your parents to be disappointed in you. And we're going home the whole way, the whole way home. It's quiet, completely quiet. You can hear a pin drop. So I get home, him and my mom get into it or whatever. I start crying. I get upset because I felt like I let him down. So true story, go in the basement. I find his needle nose pliers. I found the tooth in question and I yanked it myself. And it got my ass beat for bleeding all over, you know, all over the place. And I think I might've told that story, but yeah, true stuff. But he just inspired me to do a lot of stuff like that because he was really quiet in that sense. It's more like a watch and learn. You know, don't ask a bunch of questions. Just like learn it and try to figure it out. And my thing was like, hey, Pops, this is what I figured out. So it was it was always interesting how that goes. And his work ethic, like, you know, me working two jobs, he would always say, you know, if you're if you're physically able to do it, you do it. You know, and then him and my aunt used to have these debates or whatever, because my aunt also worked pretty, you know, pretty heavy. And she used to say, Anthony, you can't take that money with you. You got to spend it because my dad would save it. That's what he do. That's what he does. And my aunt would say, you can't take the money with you. Got a point. My aunt used to buy, you know, nice stuff because she liked to have nice things or whatever. My dad's conservative with his money. I was like, don't piss away the money. You know, first thing he asked me, how much do you got your 401k? How much do you got, you know, how much you got this? How much you got that? And not that it was ever about a money thing, but he just wants to make sure I'm staying on, on the responsible track. And, you know, that's where I get from him. That's where, you know, and we hung out. We had a great day yesterday. Me, him, and my sister had a bunch of laughs and, you know, I can listen and tell the same story over and over again just because I like hearing him talk and I like hearing about his background, you know, when he came from, you know, again, he came from nothing, you know, did his thing and it inspires me, you know, inspires me to do what I do. I, I look at that a lot and say, hey, he can do it. You know, he could do it. Came over this country, didn't know how to speak English or nothing, you know, went through all the motions and landed up being, you know, a great provider for my, myself and my two other sisters and the family. We went to Catholic school, yes, believe it or not, Catholic school, Blessed Sacrament in Gary, Indiana. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's it was a good Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to uh, those of you uh, celebrating with your with your fathers. If you have fathers that are no longer with you, uh, I, I I feel your pain. I can't say I've I've ever suffered the pain firsthand, but you know, always always tell your parents you love them no matter what, no matter how, no matter what differences come on. Always tell your mother and your father. Uh, you love them. And I try to do that all the time as much as I can. Just because you never know. You never know when things can go haywire or whatever. And you want to, you know, you don't want to have any regrets or any kind of resentment as everybody gets older. So there you go. How about that for like a kind of funny, kind of serious, kind of like, you know, seesaw of a podcast this morning. Uh, anytime you want to chime in a podcast, you know the number. You can leave a voicemail. 317-246-6396. I'm about to have this number disconnected because nobody calls. Except for Rich, my buddy Rich. Um, 10 again podcast at gmail.com if you want to chime in. This week we are going to have Amp Harris on the program. I'm hoping for tomorrow or Wednesday. Uh, Amp has done a lot of things in the community. Circle City Classic, um, uh, Indiana Black Expo Summer Celebration. He's he's really a big pillar in the community. We're going to talk about race relations, police nonsense, and a bunch of other things. So hopefully tomorrow or Wednesday. Um, he travels a lot. He's on the road with Stephanie Mills. You know, he knows a lot of people, so he's gone a lot. So I'm, I'm hoping uh, to get on the phone with him this afternoon and uh, play that interview for you guys on either tomorrow or Wednesday. So there you go. And then Thursday, um, 
Michael Jackson will be the anniversary of Michael Jackson passing. So we'll do some talking about that. So if you got some suggestions, throw it my way via email or via voicemail. And uh, I'm going to go watch some TV because every time a Geico commercial comes on, do you have a rap problem? And then it has rap playing round and round. I just, I love it because that's from my high school era. A lot of you youngsters may have not have heard the songs. Maybe your parents had the song, but I figured why not wrap up the podcast with a little bit of rock, get things fired up. So turn this up and I'll talk to you tomorrow. 10 again podcast. I'm Alex B and I'm out of here. All right.